Hello everybody, I'm Matt Mikuchi and you are listening to Jazz is Travel. The moment I wake up Before I put on my makeup I say a little prayer for you Welcome in my head now, now, now And wondering what dress to wear now I say a little prayer for you Forever, forever you'll stay in my heart Oh, I love you forever and ever Hello everybody, Jazz is online editor Matt Mikuchi here welcoming you to a brand new episode of our new podcast series, Jazz is Travel. This is a series that, as its title suggests, revolves around travel, whether via conversations with artists from different parts of the world and of various cultural backgrounds, or whether we discuss multicultural projects of various kinds. Today's show is a variation on the theme, and it's going to be a little different. That's because we won't only be travelling through space, but we'll also be travelling through time. Our ticket for this ride, if you will, is Time Traveller, the new album by multi-Grammy-nominated jazz vocalist Nina Freelon. That was actually released on Origin Records this past Friday, May 21st. And this is a very special album for a few reasons. One of them being that it's actually the first studio recording Nina Freelon has released in more than a decade. And another being that the album is described as a celebration of love and a journey through grief and loss. The album is in fact an intimate expression of love for her late husband, preeminent architect Philip Freelon, who passed in 2019. The Time Traveller sessions took place between March 2018 and September 2020 in North Carolina during Philip's battle with ALS and after his transition. Throughout this conversation we'll be talking about music but we will also be talking about this concept of time travel and how closely it's linked with music. We'll also be discussing those themes of grief and loss that are at the heart of Freelon's new album through its captivating mix of classic standards and jazz-infused reimaginings of 70s soul hits like this version of I Say A Little Prayer and original compositions. I hope you enjoy the conversation, fire up on Audio Teeny, sit back, relax and listen to the audio waves as they fly through the air. Hi, Nina. Welcome to Jazz is Travel. Oh, thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Well, seeing as the theme of the uh, this podcast series is basically uh, travel, uh, I'm speaking to you now from a small town in the west of Ireland called Oranmore. It's kind of grey. It's a grey day here uh, today. Scattered showers. But uh, what part of the world are you speaking from today? 
Well, I'm speaking to you from, from the East Coast of the United States, and in, I'm in North Carolina, in the uh, Southeast, uh -huh. and it's a gorgeous day. Oh. It's um, high clouds, just puffy clouds and 70 degrees, and it's just a beautiful spring day. Wow. Well, I'm happy to hear that. I'm happy to hear that. Uh, does that help your creativity in any way? Good oh, weather? absolutely. Good weather. Yeah. High pressure. You know, yeah. it's always, always nice when you have the sun shining. Uh, so, Nina, it's great to have you here. Um, this is, like I said, a new podcast series on jazzes that basically revolves around travel, um, which one would often link to a movement through geography and space. But... This interview with you kind of allows me to expand on the theme a little bit, and I'm excited about it. For example, in the title track of your new album, uh, Time Traveler, you refer to a place where there is no space and time. And I wondered whether we could begin our conversation here. What is this place that you're referring to, and how would you describe it? Wow. <laughs> you start with the hard questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, Time is a concept. It's something we made up to explain uh, our experiences, um, you know, to help us help us say that, you know, yesterday, today, and tomorrow. But it isn't really real. Mm -hmm. And music, music really proves that to me. Songs live in your spirit. They live in your mind. They live in your heart. Why else would it be that a song you remember from years and years ago that's associated with a, a person or a, a time in your life, and that song brings you right back to that place? Uh -huh. Music can change your emotional state. Music can bring you joy and happiness or help you reflect on something. So it, it, it moves me. It moves my my sense of place and um, my sense of well-being. I mean, it just, it really moves me. And I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm the only one that experiences the power of music in that way. In other words, there's like a time traveling quality um, about music, you know, whether you're listening to it or whether you're making it. Is there a different kind of time traveling uh, that happens when you listen to it or when you're when you're performing, when you're oh, when absolutely. You're music. I mean, on any good, on any given day, on any lucky day, I will get seventy-five minutes to an hour on a stage, right? And that seventy-five minutes, or or, you know, maybe ninety minutes, if I'm really lucky, if there's an intermission, um, it it has a different quality to it than the time that I spend off stage. It's quite different. Right. And um, there are times when you're improvising and you're, you're making music and you're in the zone, as they say, where time doesn't hold the same meaning as it does when you're, let's say, washing dishes. Uh, so so um, absolutely, making music, even composing music, and you know, on the creative side of, of thinking, you can look up at the clock and say, oh my God, four hours have gone by, I had no idea. So, yeah, absolutely. It, it, it does alter your perception. And also, I guess, uh, memories. Uh, inevitably, 
many songs that we we associate in our lives with with different memories. Uh, there is that, and I think in this in this album in particular, you showcase that time traveling quality and that link between music and memories. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and there's an emotional um, there's an emotional reality that accompanies this record. I I think. Uh, my husband passed away in 2019. He was my soulmate. And I actually communicate with him now through music. Right. I feel like I can reach out and touch him through the music that we loved. And this project, this CD, was actually a container of sorts for my grief. Um, mm. My sadness, my my bewilderment, <laughs> um, all those emotions I put into this record, including joy and curiosity. And, um, you know, we spent 40 years together, so there's a lot of memories, a yeah. lot of memories. And so I, I was really just curious, um, not just curious, but I was, I was using my curiosity through the music as a way to reach out to him as a way to reach um, for something that on one level you'd say, well, that's over, that's done. When a person passes away, that's it, it's over. But I don't believe that. I really feel that music is a vehicle um, to, to cross those barriers that we believe are real. Right, to help us see time in a non, non-linear way almost. Yes, right. yes, yes, yes. Anybody who has lost someone that they were very close to can attest to the fact that they experience the person's personality, their joy, their humor in various ways, but it's not the regular five senses that we're used to. Absolutely not. You know, do I sit down and have lunch with my husband? No. Do I wish that I could? Yes. So I'm learning to have a different kind of relationship um, with him through music and through other means. And it's, um, you know, it's a process. And, and I don't think, you know, it started off this project Time Traveler as a real way for me to um, sort of go there in my own personal um, process. But you know what I discovered is that this thing is universal. It's not just about me. Right. This is a universal thing that everybody goes through or will go through if they live long enough. I definitely want to talk more about this with you, this concept of, uh, of grief, but also time. Um, but while we're on the topic, uh, like you said, this album is a sonic letter to your husband. He was a preeminent architect, Philip Freelon. And, uh, and I'm always curious of how different art forms influence each other. So I was curious to ask you whether, uh, you know, you guys influenced each other, the tra- trajectory even of each other's cool creative careers and body of work, for example, whether you sometimes had an architectural approach to your music projects <laughs> as a result, right? <laughs> well, my husband taught me a lot about design, about structure, uh-huh. about, um, you know, the need to have a strong base and a strong foundation. Um, these are all words that we use that are totally interchangeable between the world of design and the world of music. And Phil had a favorite 
saying it was architecture is frozen music. Mm. And I just, I love that architecture is frozen music because um, you could look at music as liquid architecture (laughs) in a way. Um, uh, The flow and, and in what we do in jazz, creating in the moment, um, pulling information, sonic information from, from memory. Sometimes it's from memory that we pull things. Sometimes it's something that happens right in a split second. And sometimes it's from a place that we can't even describe. You know, you ask somebody to put a word to how they uh, created something and they can't even say it because it's a mystery. Yeah. It really is a mystery. So it's a it's a melange. It's a it's a it's a combination of everything you are and everything you've done and everything you've experienced and the things that you're drawn to and what's happening in the moment in this very moment. And you somehow are able to, through your instrument, you know, create a sonic um, um, way of of building thoughts, emotions, feelings. Uh, It's really quite extraordinary and quite um, quite the bit of magic, I would say. Yeah, I mean, it's all connected, right? Uh, all of these art forms, whether it's architecture, it's music, painting, poetry, whatever it is, it's, uh, it's almost like a magical, magical force. You don't know where it comes from, but you, you know, you, you just kind of, it, it's there. It's, a, it's an act of, of creation. Indeed, mm. indeed. And that act of creation is sacred. Right. For me, music is medicine. Really, I mean, pure medicine to heal the broken heart, to um, forge connections between people, um, to heal hurt. It's it, you know, to bring joy, to teach, to to. I mean, all of the things that we do as humans, when we create, we are entering sacred, sacred, beautiful space, and um, and it's pretty awesome. The song that you are hearing just now is the title track from Time Traveler, the new album by multi-Grammy nominated vocalist Nina Freelon, out now on Origin Records. One of its driving concepts is Freelon's belief that there is a time traveling quality to music. Several of the songs on this record reflect this belief and make reference to time. They include 
Time in a Bottle, Time After Time, and of course, this very title track, where Freelon refers to a place where there is no space and time. On Time Traveler, Nina Freelon pulls back the curtain to expose her true self, unveiling a complex blend of emotions, tenderness, vulnerability, longing, and even strength and power. She holds nothing back in her open and passionate musical expression. And as she reveals to us in the second part of our interview, the experience was nothing short of liberating. Here is our second part of our conversation with vocalist Nina Freelon. That uh, kind of brings to mind something that I read about. Um, I read in a, it was a statement that I read in the the uh, album's press release, Time Traveler's press release, where you said that singing from the heart of grief uh, gave my voice a new shape and allowed a kind of freedom. Uh, I think that that's what the statement was. Uh, what did you mean by that? Any artist knows that there. Um there is the love of your art. There is the place that you stand in your art. That's where you are on your career trajectory, trajectory, all that stuff. And then there are these voices in your head that say, oh, that didn't sound so good. These critical, these critical little voices. Sure. Ah, uh, that didn't, that's, that's terrible. <laughs> I know all about that. <laughs> you know, what do you think? Everybody has it. I right. mean, everybody, and some people, the voices are louder than others and they can stunt your growth they can scare you into not creating. They can make you feel like you're not worthy. And I, I think what I meant by that statement was um, sitting with my grief, taking myself just as I am broken um, and not feeling like I had to pretend that I wasn't broken. Uh -huh gave me a freedom to to be myself in a different way i didn't have to put on a show i didn't i didn't feel like i felt like i had the freedom to you know because i didn't have the energy honestly hmm. to sing and pretend yeah. it had to be either or <laughs> either i had to sing from where i was at that moment in an authentic way or i couldn't sing right in fact there was a time when i felt like I wondered if I could, because uh, singing is such an emotional enterprise that, um, you know, I wondered, I, I just wondered if, if I could, if I had the capacity. But when I was just curious enough to try, I found something there that was beautifully broken yeah. to my own ear and to my own heart. And in ways I was singing to soothe myself. And when you're authentic, I think it spills out and it, you know, you don't do it necessarily for approval or applause. You do it because you need to do it. Yeah. And the rest of it takes care of itself. Yeah. And, and I guess also people connect with you a lot easier because it's almost like you established this personal connection with the artist. Uh, in this case, while I was listening to your music, 
I felt like I could connect with you a lot easier than maybe a lot of music that's out there that feels cold. I don't know whether it's because of uh, something to do with grief, but maybe it's because, yes, I mean, it's what you were saying about this uh, performing or not being true to your own self. Well, I think part of it is that when you're on stage, you're expected, and maybe it's self-expectation or something you made up in your own head, but um, there is a professional persona that you put on there. It's almost like a mask right? where there's no stumbling, there's no missing lyric, there's no falling down. In fact, when a fall down happens on a stage, it's news because it's, that's not supposed to happen. Right. Um, and that, that, that saying that perfection is the enemy of good is, su- is super true. I'm not trying so hard to please. I'm not trying so hard to appear to be a certain way. And that vulnerability is, I think, what people connect with. Because everybody is vulnerable in some ways. And when you are honest and authentic yourself, you give everybody in the room permission to be the same. Because it's it's a heavy weight to have to go around pretending. Yeah, it's very tiring. In fact, actually, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, this is your first uh, studio album to be released in in over 10 years, right? That's right. That's right. And that's not because it's like I didn't want to. Right. Um, I was on a label and then, you know, they decided not to renew oh. the contract. And in the meantime, I was busy. I was touring. I was living my life. It was it was great. Um, I, I tried to go into the studio a couple of times and lay down a few tracks. Nothing seemed to be popping. And then life happened. And my husband needed me. Sure. Um, and I, I, it just was not a priority. And when I looked up, talk about time. When I looked up, 11 years had gone by. And I, I, I could scarcely believe it. It wasn't until I counted back to my last recording on Concord Records that I realized that it had been so long. Right, right. That's true. Time moves in mysterious ways. It does. What? Uh, so, I mean, just just to return to this this topic uh, of grief, um, I understand that also you will be launching a new podcast series that's called Great Grief. Uh, oh with Nina yes. Freelon. Uh, could you tell me a bit more about that? Well, um, Great Grief is an, is another container. I would say for my grief, I love stories and I am a storyteller in my music. Um, So Great Grief is a podcast about loss and about change, but it's from the perspective of the artist. I am not a counselor. I am not a healthcare professional. I am a singer and a storyteller and I stay in that lane. So I use music fluidly with story in this podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like we don't have enough language around grief. And so after we get past the first little, you know, bit of I'm so sorry for your loss or whatever it is that we this sort of the go to, everybody feels kind of awkward and strange and they don't know exactly what to say or maybe they won't say anything because they don't want to make you feel some kind of way. And um, I want to demystify and make safe this conversation 
with myself and with my guests, but I also think music is a very, very good tool to help us say what we can't say, what we feel, um, our yearnings, they're all inside the music. Maybe it's not the world of words that we should be so concerned with, but the world of music and sound that really holds healing for us. I mean, thinking of the times that we're living in right now between the pandemic and uh, social unrest protests in places like the United States, but also here in Europe in places like Poland, Turkey, Hong Kong. I mean, so many places on a global scale. I mean, I feel like this is a particularly good time to share conversations about grief and pain. Absolutely, because it is a a unifying factor that nobody gets out of here alive. I don't care, rich, poor, powerful, or powerless. We enter by the same door and exit by the same door. So that, in and in all the of the joys and, and losses along the way, are humanizing, have the potential to be humanizing moments for us. When a person is at the bedside of a, a loved one who's dying, that becomes the primary focus. Right. You know, nobody is thinking about these other things in the world that seemed so important last week or last month or last year. Um, so I'm, I'm, really, I'm, really, I'm really hopeful that creating a community of people, all different walks of life, and um, that we can come together and, and have conversations, safe conversation sure. around, uh, around this topic. Yeah, I mean, I just to get back to the album, uh, we mentioned earlier that it had been quite a while since your last studio album had, had been released. I was wondering whether you encountered perhaps any any difficulties or challenges too in just getting back into the process, or was it an easy album to you know have everything come together and uh, it, it went all smoothly? <laughs> There's nothing easy about <laughs> about it. I don't think. Let me just say this. It was the only album I could make. Mm. I have lots of ideas uh, and there's lots of concepts in the back of my mind, but until I completed this project, it was like I couldn't do anything else. Was that on so, a personal level or? Yeah, I think so. Mm. I, think, I think sometimes um, ideas come to you and they want to be birthed, you know, they want to be in the world and you can ignore them or say, I'll do it later. But when they start coming into your dream space and it's always on your mind, you should probably do it. And that's what this was. It was a a real push, a creative push to go ahead and finish this project, go ahead and put it out there. Don't worry if it, you know, if it isn't anything other than you're having put out this moment in time, because time marches on, as we know, right? Right, yeah. Time travels on. Mm-hmm. And this point in my life is the point that I can tell this story. I can't say anything about 2025 or going forward, but for right now, this is what I had to say. And so it did flow. I wouldn't say in an easy way, but it it flowed in the sense that 
the timing was right uh-huh. to do this project now. And uh, what about uh, the your the travel partners in this uh, in this venture? Uh, some of the musicians that you worked with. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about some of the uh, some of the musicians you worked with on this? Album? Sure, sure. Well, as you know, um, COVID shut all of us down as far as being able to be yeah. in the same um, space. Uh, luckily for me, many of these tracks were laid down be- before travel was um, was shut off. So Miki Hayama is my wonderful music director, and she's just a multi-instrumentalist, a great arranger. Kirk Whalem, the good friend, he's a guest on sax and flute. Um, there are many local musicians who um, who were able to come into the studio after the basic tracks were laid down and they added their own sweetness. Um, Shauna Tucker is one who played a cello. Um, Keith Gantz, a wonderful guitarist and just amazing human being, played on some of these tracks. Trinice Robinson sang background vocals on one tune. And Adonis Rose, my wonderful friend in in New Orleans, plays drums, Gerald Veasley. I mean, just so many people. And every single person, um, Lance Scott, John uh, Curry, uh, Chucky Robinson, ev- everybody came to the project with their own sense of, of wanting to, they all knew Phil, my husband, and they all had experienced loss of some sort. So I really asked everybody to channel their own personal sense of of um, what was important to them, not, not necessarily to do something for Phil, but uh-huh. to do something for their losses and their own, and everybody did. It was, it was really, it was really amazing. Yeah. And one thing I would like to say as well is that despite the fact that we, we have been talking about grief and loss, there, there are moments of joy in this album too. Oh, I think yeah. there's a wide range of emotion. I mean, that contributes to the beauty of the record too. Oh, thank you so yeah. much. And, and yeah, you know, grief and joy, they're sisters. They're not twins, uh-huh. <laughs> but they're sisters. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Nina, before we say goodbye, I just want to remind our listeners that your new album, Time Traveler, is out on May 21. That's right, isn't it? That's, that, yes, that's, that's right. yes. And urge all, all of the listeners to check that out, uh, as well as uh, your new uh, podcast series, Great Grief. Great Grief. Great yes. Grief, yes. Um, yes. Featuring original music and real stories from real people around grief and loss. Uh, what is the best way to keep up with any news about your upcoming uh, projects? My website, I mm. think, would probably be the best place, and that's Nina.com, not Nina Freelon, just the first name, N-N-E-N-N-A.com. Very good. And um, the podcast will be available wherever you get your podcasts, as they say, <laughs> uh, once it's launched at the beginning of June. And um, and yeah, I'll, I, I hope touring... Actual yeah. traveling on planes, trains, and automobiles will begin to open a bit. Everyone is hungry for the gifts that music brings. For sure. And yeah. so I think part of our healing from COVID has has to do with, you know, getting a shot, but it also has to do with getting a shot of music. Absolutely. We're all missing live music for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I say that as a listener, too. I mean, I miss I miss my live music shows. I, 
I don't know how we've coped for so long without him, but we're gonna really, you know, when, once they return, it's gonna be wonderful. Indeed. <laughs> Thank you very much, Nina. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much. Take care. There's a spark of magic in your eyes. Candyland appears each time you smile. Never thought that fairy tales came true, but they come true when I'm near you. You're a genie in disguise, full of wonder and surprise. Bet you by golly, wow, you're the one that I've been waiting for forever. And ever will my love for you keep growing strong, keep growing strong. If I could, I'd catch a fallen star. Hope you enjoyed this new episode of Jazz Is Travel as another song from Nina Freelon's new album, Time Traveler, plays us out. This track is actually called Betcha By Golly Now and it features saxophone great Kirk Whalem, one of the guests on this record, which marks Freelon's 11th album, her first studio recording in more than a decade, and her first with Origin Records. The album is out now, so check that one out, and also keep an eye out for her forthcoming new podcast series, Great Grief with Nina Freelon, coming this summer, presented in partnership with NPR affiliate WUNC. The series is described as a story and music forward series that Freelon will host, featuring original music and real stories from real people around grief and loss. And of course, keep an eye on jazzes.com, where you'll be able to find more top-rate content on jazz old and new and subscribe for even more exclusive content including exclusive features, interviews, reviews and more. We'll be back soon with a new episode of Jazz Is Travel and while you're at it, there are many more podcasts from Jazz Is available to you right now between our crate digging podcasts and more conversations with more jazz artists from different parts of the globe. Till the next time, stay healthy, stay safe, stay strong and I'll see you soon.